Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. From KUNC and the NPR Network, this is In the NOCO, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Thursday, February 8th. I'm Erin O'Toole. Greeley farmer Sean Short runs what he calls a working aquaponic chicken farm. And I'm wondering the same thing you are. What is that? (laughs) It's a great question. Uh, I've put a few of those words together. We use aquaponics, which is a fancy way of saying that we have some fish and we use the fish water to grow plants. Well, here at Blooming Health Farms, we also use that fish water to grow some of our chicken feed. And we use that system to also help us clean up our wastewater from our chicken feed process as well. And we are an organic egg laying farm and we use those different processes to do what we need to do to get some really great food with some really yummy eggs. Okay, so this whole operation is pretty sustainable. But what's also notable is that Farmer Sean is bringing at-risk kids into the fold. He's helping them learn new skills and carve paths away from the criminal justice system. I sat down with him to talk about this work and our increasing appetite for sustainable agriculture. So what inspired you to start this farm and to be what you have described as a chicken pimp? I'm just going to let you explain what chicken pimping means. Yeah, absolutely. So Blooming Health Farms is a nonprofit that aims to empower the kids that are involved with the criminal justice system. One's 15 to 24 years old. I used to be one of those kids. My problem used to be alcohol and I got in a lot of trouble in and out of jail And thankfully for me, I found my love for hydroponics. I found my love for doing agriculture. And what we've discovered along the way is that if we can really unlock those passions or those desires in these individuals, that we can really set them on a different path. Well, as we've been getting into chickens, we started uh, doing a few different things. We started selling chickens. We started selling chicken feed. And I have some youth that have come from different paths. So I would commonly use language that they like, that they use. So we started joking internally that we were, quote unquote, pimping chickens. And uh, (laughs) the aim was to really start reframing some of those negative connotations that can come with those other worlds and to use it as a little bit of a segue to build some relationships and rapport. And it just started taking off with our customers. It's really brought our mission of helping at-risk youth into a different perspective, especially with our chicken feed customers who have shown me that there's a lot of similarities between the worlds and we have some similar and shared backgrounds or somebody else has been to jail or had some challenges in their past where they need to get back on their feet. So it's really neat. It is neat. I love that you're kind of leaning into making this really cool, but also being very inclusive of people who maybe are not coming up through the traditional path into agriculture. This is one of the reasons we really wanted to talk with you. In fact, because of your work with at-risk young people, could you talk a little more about how you are helping these young people um, sort of cultivate their own career paths in agriculture? Yeah, absolutely. So far, most of the young individuals that I've had the opportunity to work with are the ones that are assigned 
uh, community service from the judge if they're getting in trouble with the courts or the kids that are getting in trouble academically at school. And what I've started to notice is that a lot of them, they don't seem to have a purpose or a desire for what it is they want to do. And many of them don't believe that what they're being taught now is what they think they should know. So it really starts with me embracing their identity and asking them a lot of questions. So most of what we do is take care of chickens and help clean up the community. So some of our uh, efforts are doing adopt a street and cleaning up. And I'll use a lot of that initial contact time to do the grunt work, if you will, with the kiddos so that I can start to ask them a lot of different questions. So for example, we go out and pick up trash all along 16th Street here in Greeley. And as we're picking up trash, I start asking them questions about the the, the juice bottles or the, the candy wrappers. Do you eat this? Do you drink this? What, are your, what does your family like to do? And then after that, we start to show them a little bit of how we're impacting the community. And I explain to them that most of how we've built our networking and relationships has been through really good, for lack of better words, customer service. And something that is part of our mission is to empower these people with job skills that are going to carry on somewhere in life, no matter where they go. So we actually do our new hire training for customer service with everybody that comes through our program, whether they be a volunteer or community service. And it really impresses this idea that that we have to do our best to serve the needs of the community and those out there. Right. You know, Sean, I was thinking about this more broadly. It seems like there's been a surge in interest recently with people wanting to be self-sufficient, get into homesteading, uh, raise chickens, garden vegetables. Um, Are you finding that to be the case with people wanting to learn backyard agriculture Yes, I actually see a huge movement towards understanding where our food really, really comes from. People are starting to ask, what is it that I'm eating? How is it made? And who's making my food and why? And those questions start to really, I think, unpack all of these other aspects of life. And one of them that we've seen in the most recent last three years is when we had that 2020 pandemic and people started to see the changes in how the economy was, a shift in the supply chain. And people started to ask those questions and and say, hey, how can I create my own sustainability, either financially, physically, mentally, spiritually? And I think that's what we're starting to see is how can I use this space in my backyard, in my apartment complex? How can we use this community space differently? Hmm. Well, I want to close out, Sean, by asking you about working with the earth in this intimate sort of way that farmers do. I'm wondering how it has changed you. I grew up in the garden. Thankfully, I had a school garden over at Dostrios Elementary where I got my first exposure and my grandmother for years would send me out to go pick the sugar snap peas and I'd come back in and my mouth would be green, full of stringy beans. And I'd be like, well, I don't know, grandma. I don't know what you're talking about. So um, you're supposed to pick them, not eat them. Yeah, you know, exactly. And I um, had always this connection for for what it is that we're doing and growing out of our food. And I would often find when I was younger, when I would stick my hands into the ground that I would just feel something different. But fast forward to where I am more so today, I really came across agriculture from a water perspective. 
my whole world is surrounded with hydroponics, meaning that I use mostly water and I don't use soil to grow a lot of my plants. So my perspective on agriculture has really brought me full circle back to understanding that because water is the most important aspect for life, but specifically what we're talking about for farmers. So it's put me, I think, right at the core of what it means to get involved with agriculture. And our hope with what we're trying to do is promote a more sustainable agricultural model where we're understanding how we can use our resources better. Sean Shore, this has been so great to talk with you. Thank you so much. Aaron, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. So how are you taking control of your food? Do you grow it, raise it, or even just belong to a co-op? Tell us what you're doing and why. Email noco at kunc.org. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back tomorrow with more of what's happening in Northern Colorado. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm Erin O'Toole. We'll see you next time.